right. It's been a few weeks since uh, we were in John. Um, yeah, we are in John. Um, we had. Um, we were in John seven before. Then we went into two weeks of Easter of you know, the Easter story of Jesus, the crucifixion and resurrection, and then communion, and then game night, and here we are. So, uh, does anybody recall anything from John 7? If not, that's fine. It's been a hot minute. An overall theme or main question that we were, that I was asking a lot in John 7. Yeah, there we go. All right. Points to you guys. Yeah, who is Jesus to you? That was that was kind of the overall theme um, that we saw in John seven. Um, everybody was was trying to figure this out for themselves, um, and uh, you know the um, religious leaders are trying to figure out who he is. Um, they're asking, "Hey, is he the Messiah?" And he's promising this living water, um, and lots going on. Um, and so the overall question was. Who is Jesus? Um, we kind of see that in John 8 a bit too. Um, I, I went back and um, and went through and was listening to what you guys were saying from last time. Um, if you don't know, I, I record on my phone um, each discussion, each Bible study. Um, so I went back through and, and um, listened to what you guys had said. So um, some responses from you guys were... From to who is Jesus to you? A safe place, a person who loves me more than anything than anyone ever will, protector, defender, peace incarnate, my everything, truth and focal point, father, creator. He's someone who took me out of a car when I was driving 100 miles per hour off a cliff. Is a place of comfort and peace, best friend. Uh, those were those were the answers from. You guys from last time. Just curious, in the past, like, whatever it's been, six weeks maybe or so, any other comments about or answers of who Jesus is to you? If not, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, Savior. Savior, yeah, for sure. All right, well, we're going to be in John 8. Um, it's a bit of a long chapter, but we might get through it all. We might not, so we'll see. Um, anyway, does somebody want to start reading? We might as well just do 1 through 11 because that's kind of where it breaks up that first part. Anybody want to read 1 through 11 or if you just want to read half? You can read half and someone else can take it. Popcorn it. Go for it. Woman caught in adultery. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. 
They kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Overall thoughts, comments, questions, observations. What happened here? Hearing it a second time, right now I'm reading John. Okay. It almost feels like the Pharisees know that they're doing wrong. Or like it just seems like they're doing wrong. And they're asking Jesus, which they're trying to catch him and trying to do something wrong. So I wonder if Jesus actually did say, okay, stoner. Would they blame Jesus for saying, that, oh, that was wrong, and so now you're the devil? Or would they say, you know, like, I don't know, I just thought about that just now. that Because with it, it's saying, well, if you don't sin, then sure, you can throw the stone because you're worthy enough to be a judge. But since we all sin, we have no right to judge anyone else of their sins. So we can't throw stones at them. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely setting Jesus up. Um, so if we look at what, you know, this woman, right? The woman caught in adultery. Caught in the act of adultery. The only way to catch someone in the act of adultery is to, well, it's very self-explanatory, walk in on, you know, married person having um, sexual relations with maybe another married person, or either way, a married person is involved. Um, But to, to have an act of adultery takes two people. All they do is bring out the woman. You don't have to say a couple caught in adultery. It's all about just the woman caught in adultery. Um, back then, they would normally bring out both. Both would be just as equally at fault because it takes two. Um, it's according to the Jewish law, too. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole trap is they're saying, all right, this is kind of like the scenario that comes later, or, um, or maybe it's in another gospel of Jesus. Um, maybe it's in Matthew or Mark, or might be later in John, I forget. But... Um, of, of their question about to Jesus about the tax dollars of, hey, Jesus, should we pay taxes? And they're like, ha if he says no, the Romans are going to hate him. If he says yes, the Jews are going to hate him. So, but his answer then was, whose face is on it? They're like, well, Caesar's. Give to Caesar's what's Caesar's. Give to God what's God. And they're like, dang, we can't do anything about that. That's a Jesus response. Um, their Their plan here was, if Jesus says, yes, we should stone her, then he's going to be in trouble by the Romans because the, the Jews didn't have authority to, to execute, um, to, to, to do executions. That was, only the Romans could do that there. They, they, the Jews didn't have the authority to, to, to do executions there. If he said, no, don't stone her, then he'd be like, well... He's not following the laws of Moses. Clearly, he's not the teacher of the law of Moses. He can't be a godly man. So they're trying to get Jesus in this trap of whether he says yes or whether he says no, we got him. But he doesn't say either. In fact, I I like how he kind of like, he doesn't answer them right away. They're like, no, he's in the middle of teaching. And um, he's in the middle of their teaching in the temple. And they come out, you know, bringing this woman out like, hey, 
She was having sex with a married person. Jesus, should we kill her or not? Haha, <laughs> we got him. Yes or no? We're going to get Jesus here. And he's just kind of like taking his time. He's He kneels down in the dirt and he's writing something. We don't know what. All, that's all we can do. Every time I read yeah, single time. And the cool thing is, this is the only thing that we know of that Jesus ever wrote down. And we'll never know what it says. Because Jesus never wrote down, you know. He didn't write a, he didn't write he didn't write a gospel of himself. You know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John did. You know, Paul. Exactly. And like, Paul wrote many books. But Jesus never wrote anything, you know, for recorded history. Except for whatever he wrote in the sand, which was just blown away just, moments Jesus later. Was here. Right. <laughs> we'll never know. And, and that's that's a crazy thing. The only thing Jesus ever wrote, we'll never know what it was. So I always thought he wrote a line on the ground for some reason. And you can, and, and there's a lot of speculation. That he just wrote and said, anyone that hasn't seen cross this line and stone her. I know they used to draw a circle yeah. around the person that was being stoned. So maybe, was, I don't know. Yeah. The only thing I could think of was like, so, uh, do we know that he like wrote words? No, he he may he may have drawn. It, it may have been a drawing. Um, there's a lot of speculation, but that's all it will ever be because it's not recorded what it was. Because I, I have the uh, King James version, and it does say, "But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground, as though he heard them not." As though the what? As though he heard them not. As though he heard them not. Oh, as oh, you know, okay, so as though as you know, gotcha. I always spread that as like a line, not a and it, and it's almost as and like and then they had to keep asking him like, well, what do you say? You know, this woman was calling the act of adultery. They're trying to trap him. Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust, and they kept demanding an answer. So I just imagine, you know, he's over there teaching, and they come to interrupt to try to trap him, and they're like, hey, should we stone or not? And he's just like. Jesus, hello. <laughs> Jesus, what should we do? Should we stone or not? Anyone who hasn't sinned, go ahead and throw the first one. And they're just like, what? And he Dang. doesn't say it's not wrong. He doesn't say anything. It, He's not falling into their trap. Honestly, nothing is like really even said concerning her. Yeah, there's, no, like, hey. there's also no reaction either. He's right. not like, what? She did what? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? And she's also not like, why are you guys bringing her to me right now? Like, I'm busy. Like, there's no reaction there. And that can, like, speak into our lives with them. Because I feel like when people bring us situations, we have a reaction before a response. And Jesus was like, let me just keep drawing for a minute. All right, let me let me address you now. Yeah. <laughs> and then he went right back to writing in the dust. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so just like. I think it speaks about how Jesus judges us, how he doesn't just judge us right away. Because I think, because at Lighthouse we were talking about how Jesus knew us in the past, he knows us in our present, and he knows us in the future, and he still is always there for us, just like with um, Peter and Judah. He knew they were going to betray him, they knew that he was going to sell Jesus out, but it's the night before he still washed their feet. Yeah. So he still treated them with kindness and dignity, even though he knew that they were thieves in the past. There's lying to him right now, saying, "Oh, we won't, we won't uh, sell you out, or we won't um, deny you." 
He knows they're going to deny him, but he still showed them kindness. Mm-hmm. And there's no John eight. Yeah, there's, it's not like he. It's not like I. I knew you were gonna do that. Like, exactly. You really did this. Mm-hmm. What? What's wrong with you? So there's there's a few things going on here, and, um, you know, most likely the the whole scenario was a setup. You know, along with the questioning was obviously a setup of their their whole intention was to trick Jesus, um, but you know, most likely the whole thing was a setup of you know, like hey, you know. I mean, we can speculate, but the Pharisees had a, an intention here of of, of setting up Jesus, um, and um, so instead of passing a sentence to the woman, Jesus passed the sentence to his accusers. He didn't say don't execute her. He simply demanded that justice be fairly and righteously applied, saying, you know, the first person, you know, go ahead, who hasn't, who hasn't sinned. So you can also say that this story illustrates a great problem, how Jesus can show love and grace to the sinner without being unjust, without breaking his own law. Oh, sorry, that was a question. How can God show love and grace to the sinner without being unjust, without breaking his own law? He does it by first identifying with the sinner in their low condition. So he, and that's, that's the same for us, right? Like he, he can identify with us and, and still show grace and justice, you know, mercy. He can be merciful and just at the same time, which, you know, we think of, of judges here on earth of like, they're either going to be just and give them what they deserve, or they're going to show mercy and, you know, give them less than what they really deserve. But God can do both at the same time. Um, and really, she just passed from, from sin and a death sentence to forgiveness and life. Of Jesus saying that one thing, of saying, great. All right, let the first one who's never sinned throw the first stone. He's also throwing that question right back at the people who just intentionally set this whole thing up of, all right, you guys who just set me up, hey, if what you just did wasn't sin in itself of having these people, you know, trying to set them up to have... Um, uh, an affair, uh, you know, commit adultery and, and trying to trick me here. Hey, for you guys who didn't just partake of that, go ahead. Try to, you know, take the first throw. And so they all start walking away one by one, starting with the oldest until there was no one left but the woman. I just did a search and an idea that Jesus may have wrote their names in the dust. Perhaps then wrote a sin next to it that they had committed next to their name. So one by one, they were leaving as he wrote their names. I was, I was about idea. to say, I'm shocked nobody acted out and cried and was like, well, I've never sinned before. Because, like, I feel like that, I was literally just thinking that. There's no way that none of them was like, oh, I can definitely throw that because I definitely have not sinned before. Mm-hmm. So maybe he did do that and they were like, oh. Yeah. Maybe he, was, maybe he was writing out other laws. Maybe he's writing down some of the Ten Commandments of, hey, no don't lie. Maybe there's like, don't lie. And they're like, whoops, we're going to just lie about this. You know, don't murder. Whoops, yeah. I've done that before. And they're throwing stones at people. And well, like, It wasn't even just the Ten Commandments. Because after that, they even wrote 603 more rules to then follow that they couldn't even first follow the first ten. So I'm sure they had to have broken the mm-hmm. other 603 mm-hmm. rules that they just made up. Yeah. Just to piggyback off of, it's a quote that I believe people probably heard, but this relationship between justice, mercy, and grace. Justice being when we get what we deserve. Mercy when we don't get what we deserve. And grace when we get what we don't deserve. Hmm. Um, And it's just, it very clearly just lays out what 
what each of those are and how how we receive all of them at once yeah it's just really cool and that that same sentence of going from the death sentence to to life you know that that woman just experienced because jesus stepped in is the same thing that we got to have every day when when we invite jesus into our lives of yep we were sinners there was supposed to be death but instead you know we get forgiveness and life I think another important thing to point out is how it specifies that the out of the group uh, the group of Jews there it was the oldest who left first mm -hmm. and lastly the younger ones I think that highlights the fundamental shift between generations of the Jews at the time that really laid the groundwork for uh, the rest of the gospel to take place the killing of Jesus and such mm. yeah it's a good observation and then Jesus doesn't accuse her either. He asks her, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? He's like, no, Lord. Neither do I. Go and sin no more. He doesn't say, how dare you? You know, what, did, what were you thinking about? Like, you're married. He's married. What were you doing? He's just like, I don't condemn you. Just don't sin anymore. He also doesn't say, like, it's okay. Like, right. don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, I forgive you. Like, go and sin no more is still a pretty serious commandment. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. And actually, I literally have been chilling out, looking at every single time this word is used, uh, this specific word. It's used 21 times. What's that? Go and sin no more? No more. The no, more. no more that he uses. It's used... 21 times as no more, no longer, henceforth not, no, no, henceforward, hereafter. And like, so it's just straight up no. Um, and when he tells like the fig tree, it's the same word. He's like, uh, let no fruit grow on thee henceforward forever. Uh, and presently the fig tree withered away. And so like the, the word is very strong about hay. No. It's the same one he uses with... Um, the lame man that he heals and says, mm -hmm. uh, Behold, thou art made whole, sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. I was literally about to say that. <laughs> Bring it back to that, because we were yeah. talking about the marriage. Yeah, the pool, chapter 5. Yeah, awesome. Same, same word. I like that he leaves with questions a lot. Jesus, he, he, like, we almost know the answer. Like, Jesus, like, when he asks the questions, he's like, Well, he that hasn't sinned may throw the first stone. None of them even said a word they kind of honored me. They might have, but they just kind of walked away as if they already knew the answer to that question. Yep. To where he, Jesus didn't really almost, I'm not saying he didn't have to be there, but we know the right thing and wrong thing to do, but it's always our choice. It's never like, oh, this situation made me sin. Oh, I was in, I was in doing this. I, I sinned because of the, the only reason you sin right. is because you choose to sin. And that's where I think when he says sin no more, it's because that woman chose to commit adultery. So did the man. I mean, I guess it could have been another one another woman or whatever but I, mean, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> adultery is like in general I like it, it, it could have been but when he says that like, don't sin no more it's because she knew she what she did was wrong and I just feel like he does that throughout the Bible he's always asking questions and everyone kind of it's, uh, it's the convicting it's the Holy yeah. that's the Holy Spirit telling you he hey by the way you're you're doing something wrong I don't think you're doing that yeah now these these moments, these like Jesus responses that just leaves them all like speechless. They they kind of make me laugh, and and I just think about like I don't know if this act this 
may or may not have happened. It's not in the Bible. This is just my mind. But um, I think about like, I just imagine all the Pharisees like, you know, gathered up one night like, all right, guys, y'all had a week to think about it. Who's got the best idea to trap Jesus? And they're all going around like, what if we do this? No, that's that's not going to work. What if we ask him this? maybe, but like, I could see him getting out of that one. Like we need something definitive where he has to say yes or no. And either way we've gotten, and someone goes, we, we set up an adulterous act and we ask him if we should stone her or not. And they're all like, yes, that's it. We've got him. We've got Jesus. We do this tomorrow at noon. We interrupt him in the temple and they go about their plan. They're all like, this is going to work. They're all like, guys, here it comes. He's going to say yes or no. And either way, we've got him. And then he's like, all right. Well, the first one who's never sinned, throw their first stone. They're like, what? He didn't answer the question. He didn't go the way he wanted. That was your idea. And I just seem like, all right, let's go. Let's go. Guys, let's go. Let's walk away now. Let's try again. Abort, abort. Hey, all right, let's go to John's idea about the, the taxes. We'll try that again next week. I, I don't know. That's just my mind. Of like, I just see them like really trying. Like, we've got to get Jesus trapped. And it just, Jesus knows it. He knows what's going on. And that's what happens in my mind when I read this. <laughs> all right, let's move on to uh, 12 through 20. Somebody want to take that? Go for it. Jesus, the light of the world. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. The Pharisees replied, you are making those claims about yourself. Such testimony is not valid. Jesus told them, these claims are valid even though I make them about myself. For I know where I came from and where I am going, but you don't know this about me. You judge me by human standards, but I do not judge anyone. And if I did, my judgment would be correct in every respect, because I am not alone. The Father who sent me is with me. Your own law says that if two people agree about something, their witness is accepted as fact. I am one witness, and my Father who sent me is the other. Where is your Father, they asked. Jesus answered, since you don't know who I am, you don't know who my Father is. If you knew me, you would also know my father. Jesus made these statements while he was teaching in the section of the temple known as the treasury. But he was not arrested because his time had not yet come. Awesome. So, of speaking of the light, um, this is during the time of the Feast of Tabernacles, like Feast of Booths, Sukkot, um, all the same thing, Feast of Tabernacles. Um, during that feast, there were a lot of um, ceremonies and things that that represented and helped them to remember of the time when um, the pillar of fire God gave to the Israel gave to the Israelites, um, you know that we see in the book of Exodus, that pillar of light that God provided to show them the way to guide them for all those years. The Feast of Tabernacles also celebrated that that light, and Jesus is taking that symbol of the light and applying it to Himself here, saying, "I am the light of the world." Um, and then there's other scriptures. Um, that we see, you know, in the Old Testament of speaking of the light um, in Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 43, 3, oh, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. And Jesus, that we saw in the very beginning of John here, John 1, 1, um, that, G, that Jesus is the word. Um, it makes perfect, sen- 
makes perfect sense that he is also the light. Um, so he's taking this important symbol, especially during that time of the Feast of Tabernacles, where they're also remembering the pillar of light that God sent to lead them. And he's saying, I am the light. I'm the light of the world. I'm this light that God sent. I am the light that will guide you. And it's this, this cool connection that is like, you guys are you know, remembering and show, you know, passing down the remembrance of the importance of this light. That's me. That's me. I am the light of the world. What else do you guys see going on here? 12 through 20. A little bit of a back and forth here between the Pharisees and Jesus. They're just not quite getting it yet. I feel like he's like kind of calling them out like they're acting like they know him but they they're not, they don't know who his father is which like so if you don't know me then you don't know my father but they're acting like they know jesus but if they don't know his father then they really don't know jesus yeah so like he's just like kind of calling them out like straight up like they they they're they're almost you know poking fun at him they're like like hey where's your father jesus <laughs> this guy he supposedly came from this yeah. this virgin birth like come on like Really, like, there is something, like, illegitimate going on here, like, this guy. So they're, like, poking fun at him. They're, like, trying to insult him. Like, like where's even your dad? And, you know, they're trying to, like, 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 we know about you, Jesus. Like, we know you. We know who you are. You're this guy who supposedly came from a virgin birth. Like, you know, they're, they're trying to be like, ah, oh, this guy's not even a legit, you know, person. He's illegitimate. He, he doesn't even have a real father. No one knows who his father is. And he's like, really? You know nothing about me. You don't even know my father. And you say that you know God, but God is my father. They thought they had something, you know, on him. But, um, you know, they're probably like, hey, let's, let's see how he reacts when we reveal that we know stuff about him. But Jesus' response makes it clear to them that they don't know anything about him or his father. And it, like, it goes back and forth so many times. love the claim of identity that Jesus has here and I think it's something that we can definitely um, like take away from he says for I know where I came from and where I'm going and I think oftentimes we get so caught up in feeling like we don't know where we're going we don't know you know things in our past or whatever we know that they happen we don't know who they made us to be we don't know all of these things there's so much that we say that we don't know that we seek and here Jesus is like I know exactly where I came from I know exactly where I'm going and that knowledge he has because it it comes from the father the father who sent me and is with me and I think it's one of the times that you see him really equate so clearly I am God God the Father, Jesus and the Father, they are one in the same. And I think even as believers, we can get caught up in separating the two very strongly for ourselves. Like Jesus is Jesus, God is God, but no, like they're one in the same. And I think that is, that's a crazy concept to think about, but, um, but it's true. And so like all the things that we said Jesus is to us, like 
that's who God is to us also. And we think of God in so much more of a higher concept, abstract, vaguer thinking way sometimes than I think we do Jesus. And with even with this, it's like your own law says that if two people agree, it's like throwing it back at them. Like, and I'm, I'm two people in one, essentially. <laughs> I am one witness, and my father who sent me is the other. And I don't know. There's just... I feel like there's a lot there that is all about identity and strength and it's very powerful yeah and it's straight up just saying to them that you know they and he really gets into that a lot in a little bit coming up but he's like like you're saying that you follow god that god is your father but but he's not otherwise you would know who i am if he really was with you and you're with him all right i know i know it's really itching to, to come out. I, I almost went into an entire spiel. Legit. Cotton Eye Joe? Yep. Go for it. Legit. Uh, well, I was... This is where the song Cotton Eye Joe came from. Where did you come from? <laughs> where did you, where did you from? go? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? I, I almost went into a whole story of like, and I was going to like leave people on. I was going to be like, well, you know, Jesus' earthly father was a carpenter, and people don't know that carpenters were actually one of the biggest like uh, users of cotton because then they get nicks and scratches and stuff. And so a pretty decent chance that people were like, what about Joseph? Where did he come? Where did he go? Where did he come from? Cotton Eye Joe. And just really, I was going to string it together a lot better than that. I saved you all the trouble. I mean, you just did right now. <laughs> was legitimately it all flashed across my mind when, yeah. when, when Jackie read that part looked up at the attack and <laughs> we both made eye like... contact and smirked at each other and I was like alright this could have been great anything else anything else in this part here there's a lot of good stuff still coming up dang it now you just ruined that whole thing. Hi. yeah go for it so, oh I ruined the bible further <laughs> in the chapter I'm pretty aggressive I'm gonna call it chapter in the, in the chapter of Jesus is the light of the world it goes in a little bit further more, but the title, Jesus is the light of the world, I think it speaks a lot when he says, tells them, ye, ye judge after the flesh, I judge no man, and yet if I judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I am, but I am the Father that sent me. And I think it speaks that the Pharisees thought themselves so mighty that they had the right to judge. Like they were right, or we get to judge, we're the judges. But Jesus as being the one person that can actually judge us, mm-hmm. being God as well, the Father and the Holy Spirit, that they actually have the authority to judge us, that he isn't even judging. So, I, I don't know, that just spoke out to me, so that Jesus is the light of the world, that before man tried to use what other prophets have used, or try to help us better understand how to live a better moral life, man has twisted, and I would say the enemy has twisted, our ideas on what those morals should be and what they should look like, and that Jesus is that true light that does not judge. When someone's judging you, that's not a holy person. That's not a Christian mm. person. There's when I was uh, in school, they we memorized John one through seven uh, in Latin, and so verse five says, "Et lux et in in tenebris lucet et tenebrae." Im non comprehendere. Uh, yeah, well, I forgot about it, so I pulled it back up, and it's like not in the best. Uh, that's pretty blurry. What's but, it mean? For those of us not cultured in Latin. Yeah, so it means it means um, depending on your translation, 
the light shines in the darkness and the dark darkness has not overcome it or the darkness has, cannot comprehend it or whatever, however you want to translate it. I'm not in charge of that department. A guy, a, a Christian science YouTuber guy, love him so much. His channel smarter every day on YouTube. Um, he just, he, he's so awesome. He tweeted out the other day um, and was just tweeted that out. Cool. And so, like, immediately, the people that follow him are, like, really nerdy people and, like, typically pretty high IQ science people, which are typically not Christians, right? And so, a bunch of people immediately are like, okay, well, what does this mean, right? And then they copy it. And it's astonishing to me how, like, knowledgeable people can be. And, like, you, you and I, like, we think of the Bible all the time, right? Like, we think, everything we think of, we're like, oh, it says in the Bible this, it says in the Bible that. But, like, these people don't interact with the Bible on a regular basis. And so when they see the translation, they're like, what does this mean? And so, like, there's so many comments under the post of, like, what, what is this light? What is this darkness? And, like, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this feels like a Jesus move. Holy crap, this is awesome. And so then there's some people in the comments going back and forth, and as there always are, right? But it was... It was so cool, and I was like, wow, what a, what a boss move. I'm probably going to end up doing it. Like, I'm just going to do it on Facebook. I'll just be like, boom, and then uh, see what people say. But, like, the amount of people that were, that were able to, that were posting down there, they were like, I saw something about light shining in darkness and darkness not understanding it or not mm-hmm. overcoming it. What is this light that it's talking about? And where is this from? And, like, it's just so cool to me. And that's the, but the truth of the matter is that, like, Jesus is, is that light to your point like the lamp unto our feet like you hold a lamp close and it like guides your each and every step um i once heard this story of like if you hold a lamp up here you see nothing but the lamp shining in your face you have to hold the lamp low um and you can't see very far but you can see your next two steps one your next one step two steps and like mm. that's that's what god is guiding you don't always see the big picture mm-hmm. uh, in fact we rarely yeah do. that's good yeah. and like so often we ask like all right god like you know who what do you have for me in the future you know who am i going to marry what job am i going to have where should i live where should i move you know all of these like big questions which are fine like we can ask those mm-hmm. things and and he'll answer but a lot of times you know if, if he's truly the the lamp into our feet the light into our path it's like you know he's not like these mega he's not McCabe's trucks, high beams that just like shine out for four miles and be like, here's the next four miles of your steps. Right. It's like, here's, here's your next two steps. You know, it's like, stick with me and hey, let's take this step over here. Right. Yeah. I feel like um, what you said about like the, the people who were like able, like I wouldn't be able to translate that, but the people who were able to translate that. That just goes to speak about like what we were talking about in Sunday school. How they have that worldly, not worldly wisdom, but they have that wisdom of like the, the smarts to be able to like translate different languages. But once they translated it, they didn't understand what it meant, which right. is that spiritual wisdom that steps in. So it's more valuable to like know what that meant than to be able to translate it. And I'm not saying that's not really cool when people translate it. Obviously, yeah. it is, but it just goes to show the different levels of like wisdom and like when it really comes into play. And, like they got, they were smart enough to be able to translate that from two different languages. But once they translated it, they were like, "What does this even what mean? mean?" Like what? So that's what I love. That's I just love it so much. Like you see so many different things, and you're like, "What is what's going on here?" Um, 
it literally made me think of the, the, the story of the eunuch and Philip walking down the road, and he's like reading from the passage of Isaiah that talks about Jesus coming. And he's like, man, I wish I had someone to explain it. He's like, do you know what you're reading? He's like, no, I wish I had someone to explain it, though. And he's like, well, you're in luck. I can explain that. And he's like, you legit, like, can you baptize me right here? He's like, boom, bam, teleportation. <laughs> My work here is done. It's awesome. Great story. Moving on. I'm so sorry. All good. All right. Who wants to read 21 through 30? Go for it. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whither I go, ye cannot come. Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he saith, Whither I go, ye cannot come. And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath, and I am from above, and ye are of this world, I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you, that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, he shall die in your sins. Then said, then said they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus saith unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning, I have many things to say and to judge of you. But he that set, sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I have heard of them. Of him, they understood not that he spake spoke to them of the Father. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things, and He that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. Awesome. Thank you. Comments, questions, observations? Is yours have a verse 30? It does have a verse 30, but then it just, it, so my verse 30 is, as he spake these words, many believed on him. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. I, my All right. brain just turned off. There you go. So. What's the title of this? Of this little section? Jesus the light of the world. Nice. It's good. You got there before I was able to scroll up to mine. Wait, I think it's... Mine says mine dispute says, over who Jesus is. Yeah, it's just the unbelieving people warned. Yeah. So mine, mine doesn't have separate sections for like... <clears throat> mine's just 12 through 30. Oh. And it's I am the light of the world. Oh, okay. All of it is one section. Oh, okay. See, they're different is, paragraphs. So mine's, mine's eight, which is Christ frees the woman taken in adultery. Then it goes to Jesus is the light of the world. And that's the rest of chapter eight. Oh, wow. Mine says the truth will set you free. Okay. Yeah, this this one for me was the unbelieving people warned also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The unbelieving people warned. This is why humans can't add to the Bible because everybody has something different. No, I'm just kidding. So, no, I'm... Because we're in my other Bible study I do on Mondays. Um, we talk about it all the time because, like, sometimes, like this one will have three extra verses on added on, like long verses added on to it. Right. But it is. But if you look back into like the other verses above, it just summarizes it because it's just really lengthy English. Right. Yeah. Most of the time, like, yeah. very rarely will you see something actually taking out of like because so people argue, oh, that Bible, you can't use that Bible. Mm-hmm. That Bible sucks. And I'm like, 
don't try to make it so hard. Just like <laughs> the Gentiles and the Jews. The Jews tried making it so hard for the Gentiles to be Christians. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And then Paul came and was like, Yo, y'all need to chill on Gentiles. I, <laughs> okay. I love... Because like, we are the Gentiles. <laughs> so like, obviously these, like the, the numbers and the chapters and the, the headings of so all, they, they those are all man-made yeah. exactly. things. But the massive, the, the, the so, so cool to me, the, the massive brain of Jesus here, because he starts off, like in verse 12, talking about light, right? He's like, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm And he's like, you are bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true, blah, blah, blah. And he goes over about like light, and that he's the light, and that you won't walk in darkness if you follow the light. Then in verse 21, he says, I'm going away, and you will seek me, and you will die in your sin. Where I'm going, you cannot come. And like... He's like, you don't understand it because you don't, you aren't abiding with me because you don't have the light, so you can't see it. And it's just hmm. well, like, pretty dope. He tells yeah. it to his disciples on the mountain about his parables. Yeah. Because his disciples always come asking, like, why do you speak to these people in stories and parables? He's like, because they don't know who I am. So how else am I supposed to teach them how to be a crit, like, how to be good? So he uses these parables to better, like, come to people about it. And he, he straight up answers them. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he says it. And and in in two words that he's saying, in, in two words in English, you know, in verse 24, um, that's why I say to you, you will die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am who I claim to be, you will die in your sins. And then in verse 28, um when you have lifted up the Son of Man on the cross, then you will understand that I am He. And this I am is referring to the great I am of I am who I said I am. Um, and this is this is Jesus, you know, back in Exodus um, when He's speaking to Moses, saying, "I am, I am who I say I am." And this is just of. God, just those words, I am. And it's not all, it's not every time you see the word I am, like, I'm going over there. It's like, that doesn't mean like, God, over there. It's, that's just the action of, I'm going over there. But I am, and usually it'll capitalize all, all those letters, I am, um, to, to show that it's speaking of God. I am he. And so he says, I am, I am the I am. And they're like, but who are you? I am the I am. But who are you? My favorite part of of this little section here is verse 30. Many who heard him say these things believed in him. Not all. Not not, not a lot of them. Not, Not these Pharisees, but many did. They heard the same thing. Jesus spoke the same words to them. They they know him in the same way. But not all believe. There many who heard the same words and believed in him, and others who heard the same words and opposed him. It's really interesting, verse 29, because it says, And he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. And then contrast that with like Jesus on the cross later when he's like, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And like the, the contrast of uh, like spending your entire life with your father who is God um, and then being God turning his face away is is always 
underrepresented, I think. Just the, the impact of that. Because we always focus on the physicality and the brutality physically, um, which shouldn't go understated. Like, it was a huge physical toll. But the, we're, we're so narrow-minded, I think, as to like what we, and maybe it's because we know so little or because we, I don't know what it is, but we, we do not focus as much on the spirit, the human spirit, and the, the lack of ability to, to converse with God at that point. <coughs> like just the abandonment. I can't imagine. Because yeah. I can't even, you can't even comprehend it, you know. And the knowledge that he still did what pleased God yeah. in that moment. And it's that duality of, God, why have you forsaken me, yet I do what pleases you mm-hmm. still, even to my last breath. Like, this is pleasing to you. Yeah. And the I like, again, this idea that you see in 26, I have much to say about you and much to condemn, but I won't. For I say only what I've heard from the one who sent me, and he is completely truthful. And this idea of, like, Jesus didn't breathe without God breathing for him. Like, he didn't say a word. He, Even if he wanted to, which is kind of what it says here. Like, I, I have things to say. I could tell you. I could condemn you. I could convict you. I could do all of these things. And yet, because I have such intimate relationship with the Father with my father no it's not you know that those words aren't for you these ideas these things i would share it's it doesn't matter because it's not about me even here it's not about jesus it's about god it's about the father and what the father wanted and what would be pleasing to the father and how jesus chose to conduct himself with people and interact with people so it's just really really interesting Hmm. that's what he does with Lazarus he calls out to his father instead of saying this is my power I'm about to resurrect him he Mm -hmm. says God resurrected him I think that's important to know that he was a man that was also God I think that's sometimes hard to wrap your head around that how can he be all three things how can he be Jesus, Holy Spirit and God Mm -hmm. all at the same time because if Jesus was like a man he was a man I think that's like he shows his human with us, like when he when he was on the cross, he said he cried out, "Why have you forsaken me, Father?" That kind of shows his human side, that he wasn't just some deity, he wasn't some demigod like the Greeks were worshiping. He was a human that was sent by God, who was also God in human form. And but he still knew in that human form that he would need God still to perform every miracle he did. It wasn't him. It wasn't Jesus performing these miracles. It it was, but. It was also mostly God helping yeah. like, doing those through the power through of Jesus. God, yeah. exactly through the power of God through Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and yeah, I don't know. not really on that same point, but um, you know they they're asking him like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "I am." And they're like, "Who are you?" He's like, "I am," and he's still the same. If you were to ask him today, "But who are you?" I am. Now, his answer doesn't change. He doesn't, his answer, who he is, doesn't change over time. And, you know, they're they're looking for a new answer. Like, but, like, you know, who are you? And it's, like, later when, like, you know, he's about to, he's being sentenced to crucifixion. Um, 
and and Pilate's like, you know, they they say that you're the son of man, and and you know, he's like, that's that's what you say, and he's like, but are you? He's like, no. What do you think? Like, who do you say I am? That's who they say I am, and you know, he his God's answer doesn't change of who he is. His character doesn't change. Um, this next part, this next part is a a long part. Um. I think let's uh it's long but it's all really fluid it all goes together. Um 31 through 59. Somebody want to start reading and then you can stop when you want and someone else can jump in. I'll start. Jesus and Abraham. Verse 31. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, "You are truly my disciples." And notice he didn't say he doesn't say Jesus spoke to Everybody. Jesus spoke to the people who believed in him. You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will set you will be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. Yes, I realize that you are descendants of Abraham, and yet some of you are trying to kill me because there's no room in your hearts for my message. I'm telling you what I saw when I was with my father, but you are following the advice of your father. Our father is Abraham, they declared. No, Jesus replied, for if you were really children of Abraham, you would follow his example. Instead, you are trying to kill me because I told you the truth which I heard from God. Abraham never did such a thing. No, you are imitating your real father. They replied, We aren't illegitimate children. God himself is our true father. Jesus told them, If God were your father, you would love me, because I have come from you. I come to you from God. I am not here on my own, but he sent me. Why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you can't even hear me. For you are the children of your father, the devil. And you love to do evil things, he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar, and the father of lies. So when I tell the truth, you just naturally don't believe me. Which of you can truthfully accuse me of sin? And since I am telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? Anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God. But you don't listen because you don't belong to God. Somebody want to pick it up from 48? Sure. The people retorted, You Samaritan devil, didn't we say all along that you were possessed by a demon? No, Jesus said, I have no demon in me, for I honor my father and you dishonor me. And though I have no wish to glorify myself, God is going to glorify me. He is the true judge. I tell you the truth. Anyone who obeys my teachings will never die. The people said, Now we know you are possessed by a demon. Even Abraham and the prophets died, but you say, Anyone who obeys my teaching will never die. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus answered, If I want glory for myself, it does not count. But it is my father who will glorify me. You say, He is our God. But you don't even know him. I know him. If I said otherwise, I would be as great a liar as you. 
but I do know him and obey him. Your father Abraham rejoiced as he looked forward to my coming. He saw it and was glad. The people said, You aren't even fifty years old. How can you have seen Abraham? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, before Abraham was even born, I am. At that point, they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus was hidden from them and left the temple. Awesome. Has anybody ever had a conversation or an argument with a brick wall? Or someone that seems like you're talking to a brick wall? No. <laughs> where you're just yeah. saying the same thing over and over and over, and they are just not getting it. <laughs> Hello? I was going to say children, but never Never mind. once, man. Never. <laughs> never. Once. And it's, it's so frustrating. And at least I'm speaking for myself. It's so easy for me to get frustrated and start to lose my temper that I'm repeating the same thing and they're just not understanding. To be like... And you just start saying it louder? Yeah, yeah. you're saying it louder. Like it's going to make a difference. Exactly. Like it will get through to them a little bit better. It's like... like, But Jesus, you know, he keeps his cool. He doesn't yell at them or berate them or be like, you idiots. You don't even get it. No, he's he's speaking the truth. And, he, and he's just saying... Yeah, I get it. I'm shocked that you held it in that long. I wasn't thinking of that. But oh my um, anyway, Fantastic. move on. Um, you know, he he doesn't say anything other than the truth, you know. And, the trash bag is right there. And what he's saying, it almost sounds harsh, but what he's saying is true. He, he's saying he's calling them children of the devil because they're not of God. Which, if you're not a child of God... You must be a child of the devil because you're either of God or you're not. Exactly. There's no, well, like, I'm kind of a child of God, but I'm just like a little wandered away right now. I just haven't really been. Today I'm going to be a child of God, but tomorrow I'm probably not. It's like you either are or you're not. You know, I I can't, you know, Zach and McCabe can't be like, yeah, like, I'm kind of a cousin with him, but like, I'm not like really like today like I haven't really been close with him lately so I'm like I'm not really cousin like Lily kind of my sister but like yeah like we're, we're we're of the same parents but like yeah like lately you know I haven't seen them much I'm like I'm not really their child I'm not really her brother anymore like it doesn't work like that it's like you either you are or you aren't and they're like no but like we are God is truly our father and he's like no he is not because I'm from the father if you were if God was your father, you would know that I'm from him too. Because, hey, look, we'd be from the same place. You know, brothers. But you're not getting it. And they're like, no, but like, no, he really is our father. And like, no, he's not. You're you're a child of the devil because you're you're just telling lies. And he's the father of lies. And, and while I'm telling you truth, you don't accept it because you only accept lies. Because you're from the father of lies. Like, no, 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 no. But like, we're God's our father. He's like, no, you're not. And just goes back and forth and... If I was Jesus, I'd just lose my mind and just start yelling at them and 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 just. Well, I'm not Jesus, so that's good. Um, Can we pause for a second? Sure. Something that I've never noticed before, somehow. Okay. Uh, verse forty-eight. The Jews answered him, "Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon?" Jesus glosses right over that Samaritan part, doesn't he? And he's just like, "I don't have a demon." All right. Um, so he could be a Samaritan, right? It's like. What? What? Okay. All right. Interesting that he skips right over that. It's I don't know. It's just very interesting. 
the framing of that. Well, I think the reason why they said Samaritan is because so. they did not like the Samaritan. Yeah, well, we're, so, yeah. They, so I'm assuming they're just not trying everyone, to even like just call it everyone that's Samaritan. Yeah, I'm assuming it's just like the whatever the buzzword. That it's okay, it's buzzword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The buzzword we can use today for somebody like racist bigot like whatever yeah. like throw it out there the same in the same Definitely, no. form yeah, of just yeah. like oh you're just yeah. fill in the blank so i don't think they're actually calling them yeah. samaritans they just really hate samaritans yeah. and they hate I would, the devil. that would sound so they kind of combine the two things they hate the they're basically just like we don't like you we don't want to associate yeah. you with being one of us so you're like <laughs> you're the opposite samaritan, of us exactly. seems legit it's just very interesting yeah. the way that no, that's, that's a good observation and Jesus is just like, right, I'm not even dealing with it. So 58, what happens in verse 58 again? I am. Sorry. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, I tell you the truth. Before Abraham even was, was even born, I am. And at that point, they're like, all right, we've had it. And they pick up stones again, which they're really good at. They're really good at picking up stones and pointing fingers, right? There's a lot of stones. So I, I think so. The area that the area that they were at, I think it was like under construction, or there was, I believe, a lot of stones around. And they just like conceal carry stones, like conceal carry. Right. I'm ready. What? License for that? Uh, excuse me, Keep I rock. Is that, no. is that a ten millimeter stone or a? I know I don't believe they were in a rock. I believe it was <laughs> another area. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's not a legal size stone. So that's actually a rock. Nice We're gonna have to confiscate your stone. You're not like secure your stone. That was such a stretch. Not gonna lie. What? Just let it sedimentary. No. <laughs> I need to stop listening to Zach. Um, the the so stones. That's, 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 that is the cure of depression right there. I feel like people are ready to stone me now. <laughs> I'm concealed carrying. And then some people <laughs> just get really confused. It's like, wow, are you just talking in geology? Anyway, um, the the stones that they picked up would have been found in the court of the Gentiles. Um, for the the temple was still building, so this temple the temple was still being built. So there were stones around. Um, Anyway. It just said, anyway. That may be the worst joke I've ever told in my entire life. No. I'm not sorry. Well, it keeps getting worse. So, but um, this last thing here, because, you know, it appears that he, you know, he just, he just, he is hidden. It doesn't speak of a miraculous sign. It doesn't speak of him teleporting. It doesn't speak of him vanishing or walking through a wall. Um, it, he could have just gone through with the crowd. He could have just, you know, just kind of like... Invisibility cloak. I mean, he, he could have. Yes. It doesn't speak of any mir- uh, miracle here, but, you know, no, no. Because John, John was very spe- specific about the things that he decided to write about. I think it was at the very end of John. He says, like, there was, like, so many miracles that he... Uh, actually, I want to read that because it was really cool. The very last verse of the book of John says... Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that were would be written. Which is really cool. Um, and in the very beginning, um, no, it's just of a summary. But John only speaks of a few um, miracles of, of Jesus. This wasn't one that was specifically of a miracle. Um, but that's beside the point. He, you know, he, again, just kind of vanishes somehow. Whether he walks away or maybe he did disappear. Don't really know. 
Um, again, one of those things that it doesn't specify, so we can only speculate. Um, but anyway, what else do you guys see going on here? Any other observations, <laughs> comments, questions? Um, the whole, like, like, how can you say that you can, that it's free? That's just, I don't know, it's just really cool because, you know, he has to put it in perspective for us. Like, you don't even understand that you are stuck in your sin. Like, anybody who sins is a slave to sin, and you are stuck in it. And that happens, like, a lot in the world today of, like, how can you be so religious? Like, you are so religious and you're stuck in tradition and you are, like, a slave to your religion. And they don't even understand that they're just a slave to the cycles that they're living in full of sin, which it might be... I mean, that looks like a lot of different things, and we all still might be struggling with that today. And um, so, like, they don't even recognize that, like, coming to the cross is being set free. Like, God can break those chains of sin. He can break those chains of depression, anxiety, of addiction, all of that. And, like, they don't even recognize because they think they have free will. They think that they, they're doing whatever they want. I, I'm choosing to do this. I'm choosing to be addicted to this. And they don't even... The, the word addiction isn't in their vocabulary because they think they're choosing to do it when really they don't know that they're a slave to their sin or a slave to addiction or a slave to whatever they're struggling with. And Jesus is like, I can set you free. Like, I, I'm a chain breaker. I can, I can make miracles. I can do, I can work miracles. I can make a path and there's no path. And I, I'm the light that draws out the darkness. And so just that whole like, like how, what do you mean you can set us free? We're not slaves. Like, we're yeah. free people. We have free, we have free will. We can choose to do whatever we want. He's like, no, you don't. Like you don't even recognize that you're just stuck in this, and like I can, I can stop the suffering. Like I can break the chains. Hmm. That's good. That almost makes me picture, you know, somebody speaking to a prisoner locked up in their cell, holding keys, saying, "Hey, I can set you free." And they're like, I'm not, "I'm not held captive. I'm. What you, I don't need to be set free. What are you talking about? Like, you're just speaking like, like." rubbish you're speaking gibberish like, i don't even care what you're saying like there's no reason i need to be set free i'm not held captive i'm not a prisoner or like i can and, walk out anytime i want but and yeah. the, they, they're just denying that they even are slaves to sin that they that they are sinful they're not even like oh yeah we can do what we you know we can stop when we want they're like we don't we have no reason to be set free we're not held captive and and they're just kind of blind to to what he's saying they they're just they didn't pick up what he was saying at all and the, the best part is Jesus says everyone who sins is a slave to sin and everybody sins. Mm -hmm. We can all relate to this. We can all recognize that Jesus can set us free and he will set us free. And that's like the best part is he convicts everyone in this. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. But he says, I can set you free. Mm -hmm. The truth will set you free. That's, oh, that's good. That's good right there. The truth will set you free. Because that's a whole other thing. What people mm -hmm. think the truth is and their truth or whatever. This is the truth. And he says, the truth will set you free. He is the truth. Yeah. I had um, a dream one time of um, a, a prison cell. And the person inside the prison cell, um, the, the door was open to the prison cell. The person was inside. And there was a red carpet leading out of the cell. Um, but the person just stood there in the cell and just didn't walk out. And just kind of was like, I'm going to stay here. Um, it was a really vivid dream. 
and it wasn't necessarily me in the dream. It was just kind of like a per. It was like almost like a silhouette. It was a person in the cell, door open, wide open. No one stopping them. Nothing stopping them, and just a red carpet leading them out. Um, and then a little later, I don't remember how much later after the that dream that I had that someone at the church that I went to at the time went up to the front and said, I I have a vision, and they kind of drew something out and said, I see this this prison cell with the door open and a carpet leading out, but the person isn't walking out. And I was like, Dang. Whoa. <laughs> um and at the time it was it was of a person um <clears throat> stuck. And I've shared this with, with, with someone else before of this person was stuck in their sin. This person was stuck in, in what was holding them captive. And nothing was holding them back from from getting out of it except for walking in the blood of Jesus, which was the red carpet. And it was such a vivid, um, I don't know, imagery. Image, hmm? Imagery. Wow, I can't say that word. Um, and such a, a vivid picture of, of I think, of, of kind of, of describing like what is going on here too. Um, but I just felt like sharing that just now. I wasn't planning on sharing that. But um, yeah, I think it's just so, so often that like, you know, but, we might be trapped and whether we know it or not, like there's really nothing holding us back because we can be set free, truly free, free indeed. But nothing is, nothing's holding us back. You just need to like accept who set you free and just walk in that path. Or there's also the, um, the, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but the, there's also comfort. So like if, if a prisoner has been in this cell all of their life, and there, and and I'm sitting here telling you like you don't understand like you should come see the world. The world is amazing. And this prisoner is stuck in this cell all his life. He's like, why would I want to leave this cell? I'm comfortable. I'm choosing to be here. I can do whatever I want. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You have to come out and see the world. Like you've never seen grass before. Let me show you the grass. And so Jesus is like, come, like let me set you free. Like you are stuck in this. I can set, I can set you free. I can, I can free. Like you will feel so loved. You will feel so welcomed home you'll feel so you the holy spirit like that's enough like you will feel the holy spirit and they're like no like i'm comfortable like i'm just right here doing whatever i want and so like that's another thing is like the door is wide open but people are comfortable in, in the cycle that they're stuck in. yeah but they won't be comfortable forever yes that's <laughs> when yeah exactly yeah yeah i think everything can be laid out for us and it's easy as taking a step but it's not until we're filled with conviction that we can yeah. get anywhere. We can't do it on our own. We need that conviction from the Holy Spirit to mm-hmm. take that step forward. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, guys. I have one last one. Go for it. Talking about um, verses 52 through, I guess, before, um, you know, the, the people are talking about, like, now we know that you're a demon because you're equating yourself with Abraham. And they're speaking directly to, I think, what, like, human motivation is, is pride, right? We want to glorify ourselves. We want people to notice us for the good things that we do, for who we are and things like that. And to them, they're putting it in terms that they can understand what why Jesus would be speaking the way that he is because he's seeking something for himself. He's seeking glory. He's seeking elevation in the eyes of these people or whatever. And 
like, are you greater than our father Abraham? Because at least if they if they pare it down in those pieces, then they can put Jesus in the box. And he's, mm-hmm. he's easy to understand why he's saying the things that he's saying. But then Jesus goes and says, if I want glory for myself, it doesn't count. But it's my father who will glorify me. And again, I, I just see so much the theme of what we talked about tonight of this intimate relationship Jesus had with the father that like, it doesn't count. Like, I'm not doing this for me. I'm not saying these things for me. I'm not saying these things so that you would think of me in any certain way, but take me for who I am, what my identity is. I am the son of God. I am, you know, equal to the father. I am greater than Abraham. And they just can't comprehend. Mm -hmm. They can't, they can't even compartmentalize it at all and he says it a third time i am Mm -hmm. and i just it's like the one person who in all of history that we would expect to see glory for himself or that had every right to Mm -hmm. do so that because he is worthy of it all just like we saying like earlier tonight like the one part and he says it doesn't even count if it's for me it only counts if it's for god and i only do what pleases my father and like wow how much more as believers removed from Christ as we are, but also like right in sync with him should we seek to be, how much more should we as bearers of like Jesus within us seek to do what the Father desires for us and seek to do the things that please him or say that we're followers of Jesus. Like it can't just be words. Like it can't, and it can't be for us. It can't be for our glory has to be for him because it doesn't count if it's for us yeah that was just really that's good really powerful and it doesn't even answer their question which it could they said do you think you're greater than you know these people he's the only one who could say yes and be you know truthful about it but he doesn't even answer yes or no it's like if i want to glorify myself it doesn't count god will glorify me and like who do you think you are he's like I've said it like twice already, like in the past two minutes. I'll say it again. Like, I am. All right. Well, I'm going to close this out. Um, I don't know. There's a lot there. We kind of like flew through that. I was debating about breaking that up into two weeks, but it was just so cohesive altogether. Um, but. Just curious, how are you guys enjoying, or how how you guys feel about the way we've been going through John? Is it too fast? Is it too slow? Is it okay? Lots of yeah. Okay, a lot more than I than I was at the beginning because every time at the beginning it was just like I feel like I should have like done ten hours of studying before we dive into this because there's so much backstory and commentary you can go into it for forever. Oh yeah, it's just like all right, it's. Yeah, you could read just, just, you know, history and, you know, facts about, like, what these things mean and, like, what does it mean to be caught in the act of adultery? What does it mean to be doing this? Why were they doing that? Like, yeah, like what happened in the culture? We could, we could, we could, uh, it very was, we could spend eight hours just on this one chapter of, like, historical context and stuff, mm-hmm. but, like, so I don't, it's a little necessary. Yeah, okay. right. You know I mean? yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. It's just, like, every time, I'm just like, man. Yeah. Cool. I'll press out and then we can uh, split for a little bit. Guy, thank you for this evening. Um, and then we can all gather here and, and uh, dig into your word. Uh, I pray for those who couldn't make it too. Um, 
And yeah, we thank you for who you are. Thank you for so clearly and repetitively telling us who you are. Um, and for those who have ears to listen and a heart to understand, um, yeah, thank you, God. And for those who don't, um, we pray that you soften their heart and that you open their eyes, um, that you use us to do that too, that you help us to be able to, to spread your word, to spread your gospel and, and the truth of who you are, um, to be light in this world and to shine your light so that when people see, when people look at us, they don't see us, but they see you. Um, yeah, just by, by being a reflection of you, God. And yeah, help us to shine bright in this world, to be your light. Um, because we all know there's lots of darkness around us. Um, yeah, help us just cling close to who you are and who you say that you are. And to, to see that for ourselves. So that uh, when we're asked who is Jesus to us, that we have a very clear, definitive answer without hesitation of who you are. It might be a, you know, 30 different words of who you are to us, comforter, protector, father, safe place, comfort, truth, peace. Um, I am all the things, but yeah, help us to just cling close to who you are, who you say that you are. In Jesus' name, amen.